This is Swayze, and you're listening to Car and Zoe Lee on Night Ride FM. Sidewalk, get out of my lane if they think I'm insane. If you want a carpool, that's cool. But if you're acting like a child, I'm gonna drop you out at school.
And that was Sidewalk from Swayze. And I have him here with me. Hello. Hello, Karin. How are you? I'm doing awesome. How are you? I am just fantastic. It's great to be here with you. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. It's about time. Yes. Uh, all right. What are the current events in our world? We have, um, I'm living in a bunch of wildfire smoke and in, uh, see, New Orleans. I believe the Saints just kicked the Buccaneers' ass. Just uh, you know what? Let me go ahead and Google that as a, uh, oh, yep, yep, 34 to 23. Yeah. yeah. They were ahead last I saw. So they, so we might, you know, do well in the football season, but um, as far as hurricane season is going, we've got another one brewing. Miss mm. Sally out in the Gulf right now. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. This is just not our year, is it? You know, the craziest thing that I think happened was Tom Brady leaving the Patriots? What the heck? <laughs> Who saw that coming? <laughs> uh, how torn are those fans? Yeah, I, I would imagine if you're from New England, you're pretty upset. Hey, man, Gronkowski. Yeah. That's weird. <laughs> That's a one-two punch. <laughs> are you a huge NFL fan? Huge? No. Enough to know that it's weird to have Patriots without Tom Brady, though. I know. I don't understand... I don't really understand what that team is now. <laughs> That's a dynasty. <laughs> are you a uh, are you a Seahawks fan? You're in Washington, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Seahawks fan. I haven't um, I haven't kept up with this year's team, this season's team, yeah. very well. I haven't kept up with anything this year. I'm not. Yeah, I'm a it. terrible <laughs> follower of all things sports. I mean, I I love playing sports and grew up with it, and all my family loves football and stuff like that. And I follow the Saints a little bit. I actually enjoy college sports a little bit more. But I'm terrible at following sports in general. So go Saints! <laughs> <laughs> Poor Tampa Bay. Got Tom Brady and... Didn't work. Was it a first game? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Didn't work. No, I was excited about the Bengals because down here in New Orleans, Joe Burrows is a... Uh, he's the hometown hero because he was the quarterback for LSU. Oh. And he's also from Ohio, which is where I'm oh. originally from. Yeah. So that's, he's doing, he's now the, the Bengals quarterback. And uh, it looks like they were doing pretty well last time I checked. Uh, I think the game's still going. I'm not sure. But I like that guy. That's for sure. I've been so bored during this damn lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, Karin. You and me both. We were finally getting outside because the weather permitted. And oh, now no. we can't even do that anymore. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so annoying. So, like, how close are the fires to where you are? Well, the the big ones are not really around me. There's some little ones within our state, but it's mostly Oregon mm -hmm. and uh, California. And when their smoke blew off into the ocean, well, the ocean sent it back over just north a little bit. That's where we got a lot of it. Oh, geez. So the air quality right now, is it is it, like... You walk out your door and it's Stephen King's The Mist coming at you. Uh, or is sort it of, <laughs> yeah. Is it? it? It smells bad outside, but it's not like you choke when you take a breath. It's, okay. It's just unpleasant. Yeah. And they don't want you staying out for too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, I'm super sorry to hear that that's impacting you and everyone else that's being impacted by it. It's a crazy year. Yeah. I'd rather have a little smoke than a hurricane coming, though. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I'm not sure if it's <laughs> going to be. It's headed right for us. So, okay. it yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> it's uh I've got a plan. I've got a plan. So hopefully I can keep releasing Swayze music. Hopefully Swayze survives. <laughs> <laughs> I certainly hope so. Yes. Yes. Um, I saw that you sold out of shirts. Did. Thanks to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Jimmy. you so much. I haven't even gotten my photo yet. Oh, don't worry I need about to get a, it. I, I need, I need, I'm, I'm waiting for a day where I'm put together and I look awake and <laughs> I get one of those a month. So. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Does every day just blur, blur together for you? It kind of does for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. And then it gets hard to like, I don't want to. I don't want to take a shower. What's that about? <laughs> yeah, no one's going to see me. No one's going to smell me. Why do I bother? That's right. <laughs> but hey, all you got to do is slap that Swayze t-shirt on and you will be the talk of the town. I'll tell you what. Yeah, I don't doubt it. That's uh, It stands out because, you know, it's not black. Most of the t-shirts out there are black. <laughs> I'm so happy you said that. <laughs> That's exactly what Jules told me. And... Uh, I was like, yeah, I want to get a different design, you know, I want, like next time I, I want to spend, you know, when I have some money or something, I want to spend it to get like a really cool design. But I knew that for sure, no matter what, I did not want a black shirt. And he was like, thank God, because black shirts collect <laughs> a lot of cat hair. <laughs> yeah, I have the same problem, too. Do you I'm really? A couple of pets. and Yep. Well, thank you again for buying one. That means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And thanks to anyone who bought one. That's insane. Like. Yeah, we'll I, get a cool picture soon. It'll be awesome. Sweet, sweet. <laughs> so this album, you started releasing, let's see, the first track you released. The first track was Overdrive. That was That's right. A while ago. <laughs> that was last year. Yep. And uh, did you know that this was going to become an album called The Beginning? No, no, definitely not. not. I didn't. Okay, I knew it was going to be an album, but I didn't know it was going to be called The Beginning. In fact, that was a really late idea like that came the last song that i finished for this album was the track known as the beginning but it the working title for that track for almost a year was midnight drive and i just based it off of like a arpeggiator synth um preset name and i thought it sounded cool but there's like a thousand synth wave songs called midnight drive at least i think yeah. there are <laughs> no i didn't know that i was going to call it the beginning but by the end of it it all kind of made sense but yeah i knew that it was i knew that i wanted to do an album and i also knew that i just kind of wanted to start releasing things even though i had no idea what i was doing and i still feel like i have absolutely no idea what i'm doing but i'm, I'm really proud of it and uh to accomplish something to get it something done even though it took me freaking forever uh feels really good yeah i think that's fine i mean taking a couple years on an album is not unheard of and putting that much care into it, taking your time writing the songs. I mm -hmm. don't think anybody's going to get too demanding. And Well, maybe at the two-year mark, people are going to start, when's the next one coming out? <laughs> if they're not doing that already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate your vote of confidence. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. and it helps that you uh, were releasing a track here and there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a slow process for me. I haven't really hid the fact that I'm not a great producer by any means and I, I need to shout out my good buddy Sean Livingston who helped me with the production of this album he's just a great musician in Nashville and uh, a good 
friend of mine. We lived together all the way through college. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's like such a slow process and I'm just blown away by the the synth fam and, and artists in the synthwave community who can crank things out so fast. I, I don't know how they do it. I don't know. Some of them, like Alpha Chromeo, I feel like he's got a cassette out every month. He does. Right? He really does. And he's got a new recipe out every week, and it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like the beauty of different artists. I've learned so much through this whole process. And uh, you can stop me when I'm talking too much. But <laughs> I'm not going to stop you. I'll cut it if you talk too much. That's, <laughs> I'll, I'll worry about it in post. Okay, perfect. You won't just tell me to shut. You can tell me to shut up. That's fine. But um, no, this is when the uh, interesting stuff comes out. So. You know, okay. So for me, I talked about. I I was briefly on air with Dennis and Jules in June, I believe. I talked about slowness with them. I think that that is an incredibly important part of creativity for me. So what I mean by that is now. I'm in a place where I have so many song ideas that I'm either actively working on or are songs that are almost completed or are just little itty bitty ideas that I have done nothing with. They're just little seeds right now. And so my whole songwriting approach right now is unforced. It's very slow. And what my favorite songs, like honestly, the songs on this album that I enjoy maybe the most, if I can say that, have been the ones where it's just an idea in the shower, like a melody that came to me. Or I'm on a bike ride and I'm like, what the heck is that? Like, where did that come from? Or this chord idea, this chord progression or something like that came to me. It's a little bit more spontaneous. And I find that that is really helpful for me. It takes longer, but that to me is so much more fruitful than me trying to force a song to work. Instead, it's more like, <laughs> it's kind of like channeling uh, whatever, I don't know what's out there, but channeling a song, uh, following the song's lead rather than trying to lead the song to where you want it to go. Now, I obviously break that rule a lot, but it's, I don't know, that's, to me, that's, that's a lot more, uh, fruitful, if that makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I got lots of songs in the works, but, uh, I don't know how quickly they'll develop. <laughs> So I'm uh, looking at the album artwork for the beginning. Oh, it's beautiful. And, uh, yeah. Uh, Nick Princing. Who is this? Uh, so his Twitter handle is Nick Imagine. I think that's also uh, his um, account on Instagram as well. But check this guy out. He's, he's amazing. I think he's taking a little bit of a break right now. And I can't blame him. You know, uh, there's a lot going on this year and oh, yeah. stuff like that. But he is... He's amazing. I, you know, I'm trying to think who else he's done art for. Danger Drums. Um, I know he's like he won a contest, kind of designing some artwork for. Oh, who was it? Oh, it was Night Runner. Ooh. I think he kind of, he did like a, uh, a fan art contest, and he took first place in it. And they like, you know, gave him a big shout out. And uh, but he's so fun to work with. He's so fun to work with. And he, he really exceeded like every expectation that I had. And so if you if you need album art, Nick Princing is the man, the man for you. He's a great <laughs> Star Wars fan too. And that just shows that he's a great person. <laughs> <laughs> so um, tell me about how you uh, pitched this cover to him. Because it, like, it looks like it's a backlit picture of you at your keyboard. 
and uh, in front of all your Patrick Swayze posters. <laughs> and I don't know, it's, it's, where's the light coming from? It looks like there's a portal opening up, like where Swayze's uh, spirit is inhabiting you. Oh, <laughs> except for Karen, he, you, he wasn't a synth you've artist. Read into so. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> no, I love it. You're totally onto it. Um, so there is like a concept story behind Swayze and the reason I haven't really released a lot of it is because it's not completely done. Um, I have, I've shown it to a few people. I'm happy to talk about it, but I, it's, it's this idea that I want to develop from album to album or whatever, release to release. Um, but anyway, so, so this whole Swayze thing, are, are you, am I allowed to just rant about this this concept story please do okay? please do <laughs> do we want to play them a song and then come back and talk about the album artwork you know what that sounds really great uh, is okay. it okay can i can i suggest a song well, i was gonna play the beginning that's the um... one that's the one <laughs> that's the one that's the one that ties in okay that sounds awesome. perfect <laughs> all right this is swayze with the beginning
was the beginning with Swayze and I believe I still have him on the line. You here, right? I'm here. All right. You, I don't have any friends or anything to do tonight. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> oh, thanks for playing my tunes. Yeah, I love this whole album. And that one, I mean, I know it's the end of the album, but I, I think it should have been at the beginning because it's the beginning of the beginning. <laughs> I know. I actually didn't even think about that. And then all my friends are like, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> not what i'm saying no it's true it's true Karin. <laughs> but yeah it's it is the beginning okay so if if you'd like to know so the concept behind this this yes. track and the album cover and and swayze in general it has to it centers around a character known as the kid and i'm not gonna lie that's definitely an homage to to prince and purple rain but anyway so the kid <laughs> is who you see in the album cover who's holding his hands up. He's being blinded by the light that's coming from his Roland Juno 106 synthesizer. <laughs> and, and yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm the model for the kid, right? That's that, that is the back of my head. Uh, <laughs> but the kid is a loser. And this is just a classic eighties uh, underdog story uh, where he just, he's a total loner. And he has no friends. He has no romantic prospects. And oh, all he, no. I know, and all he loves is synthesizer-based music. It doesn't take place in the 80s. That's the problem. It takes place now. And that's not really popular at the high school that he's at. Um, so this kid, oh, man, he's, he's a total loner. But he decides that he will become the master of cool. He will become the essence of coolness. And who better to be a role model for his development into the essence of cool than the man, Patrick Swayze himself? I mean, I'm sorry. You can't find a cooler dude. And so <laughs> the kid commits himself to his training program. And he watches every Swayze movie. He starts practicing dancing in front of the mirror. And he's dressing like Swayze. And... He learns how to play. She's like the wind. And, and he thinks it's going to work. And of course, it doesn't work at all. It is a travesty. He's rejected by his love interest. And, uh, and uh, you know, he, 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 he gets beat up at school. And it's the last straw. It was He thought it was going to work, and it didn't work. So he runs back home, and he, he grabs the one thing that brought him so much joy. 
his role in Juno 106. And um, he, he sets it upon himself to, to become fake cool. He will conform to pop culture in 2020. And he will adopt all the things that he personally doesn't love, but that everyone at his school thinks is cool. And he runs at the wall with a synthesizer and he smashes it against the wall intent on its destruction and the destruction of his personal, what do I want to say? His, his authenticity to become something that he is not. And it doesn't break. It just starts glowing and it's getting hotter and it's blinding. And then he starts to hear a voice. And that's when the beginning track begins. That's, that's what's happening essentially. And, uh, <laughs> I know we already played the song, but if you go back and you listen to it, the verses are supposed to be this this voice of Swayze, and they're explaining to him this eternal struggle between two opposing forces in the universe. On the one hand, you have the sway, which is the force that moves the world, that grooves the world. And it's that authenticity and it's coolness and it's just being true to yourself no matter what anybody else thinks. And on the other hand, you have the fake and the fake is the complete opposite. They're foils to each other and they're in this never ending battle and each generation the sway chooses a champion. This is good. I, I, I need to stop talking. <laughs> no, by all means, go uh, on. Um, but every every generation, the sway chooses a Swayze to mm-hmm. exemplify and to champion the cause of the sway. And the kid is this generation, Swayze. And that sounds so ridiculous, <laughs> but, awesome. but anyway, so I probably gave away too much information already, but that's, that's where it's headed. And, uh, and so in the song, it's like a back and forth kind of thing between the voice of Patrick Swayze, the, the, the previous Swayze, the champion of the sway. And, and then it's juxtaposed with the kid, which is like a higher kind of register. Like I saying his parts higher and then like, Swayze's voice is the lower parts and the kid the kid's kind of accepting he doesn't necessarily know what he's getting himself into and there's a lot of stuff to be revealed like what goes along with becoming a Swayze and blah 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 that he has to figure out and that's where I want to go with like other albums and stuff but he has he's like reluctantly accepting this funky feeling that he can't deny (laughs) and so that's yeah that's 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 the corniest thing I've ever done in my life (laughs) I love it really (laughs) yes i always wondered like you know obviously you must be a patrick swayze fan to some extent but i don't know how that worked into your uh project persona can i if i can if i may it honestly had very little i didn't develop any of this idea until i chose the name swayze and to be truthful i chose swayze because yes it harkens back to the 80s instantly I think that's really cool, but per, but really, I picked it because it sounds cool. <laughs> I think it sounds really cool, and I wanted to, like I said, I wanted to release songs, and I didn't want to wait, and I was kind of like in analysis paralysis, like, oh, I can't pick this, I can't do that, and I just needed to pick something, and I was like, screw it. I asked like my girlfriend at the time, and she was like, yeah, that's a cool name, and I was like, that's good enough for me, and that's what I needed to hear. And uh, and I went with it. And then the rest, all of this, 
all of this just followed. Um, but it had nothing to do with me choosing that name. <laughs> so what about the song, Oh Jenny? Is that about Jennifer Grey? Yes. Of course it's, it is. It really is. It's <laughs> so perceptive. I love it. <laughs> well, I mean, this, the line about, I saw you on the set of Red Dawn. I, I mean, it's not subtle. Yeah, you're right. It gave me <laughs> There's a couple other Easter eggs in there. And uh-huh. uh, if anybody is listening to this and can find them, please tweet at me or something because I have yet to. You you picked up on the Red Dawn line, but that's the one that everybody gets. But there's yeah, a couple well, other ones in there that I want to see. The if corner one, too. Everyone gets the corner one, right? Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the only ones I can think of off the top of my head. That's all I'm going to give you. But you're right. You're totally right. It is. <laughs> it is absolutely about. It, it's not like. It's not about the movie itself. It's like an as if romance love ballad if they had actually had like an off camera sort Between of romance. Yeah, I exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was really fun to write. I really enjoyed that. So yeah, I hope you can hear it and I hope you can find some Easter eggs in there. And if you find them, shout me out. I'd love to I'd love to yeah. find see who finds them first. Yeah, we have um we have the chat room going right now. So, yeah, if you catch them, Ooh. <laughs> shout them out. Yes. And let's play that one. All right. This is Swayze with O Jenny.
Jenny, and uh, let's see how many Easter eggs you're finding out there in the chat room. <laughs> oh, to wait and see. Yes, <laughs> find them. <laughs> Once again, thanks for playing my music. It uh, makes my heart extremely glad. <laughs> yeah, dude, you make it easy. It's, it's such good music. Oh, thank you. So, uh, I guess, how old were you when you started doing anything with music? I was five years old when I started piano lessons and uh, I absolutely hated it so much. I All I wanted to do was go outside and play sports with my friends and sitting at a piano was just the antithesis of that. And it was, I just was not motivated whatsoever. 
And now as a music teacher, <laughs> I, that, that's what, that's my day job. I see it all the time and, uh, and it actually makes me a better teacher. But what I needed was to play the music that I enjoyed. You know, I think a lot of music students, they start out playing piano or whatever, and they're just playing out of little method books, uh, Alfred's and stuff like that. And it's, you know, it's fun for a time. But it really gets to be pretty monotonous. And so it wasn't until I really like discovered classic rock radio and I started listening to all these songs. And each song was just like blowing my mind and I couldn't get enough of it. And I'd listen to my radio like in bed. This was yeah, this was the time of the radio. That's crazy to me. I'm not even that old. I, like I, I had never experienced music necessarily as this like emotional. I don't want to say like catharsis, but um I was just having such an emotional reaction to some of these songs. I can relate to that. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you get it. And and especially like pre the preteen years, you know, when the hormones start raging a little bit and yeah. uh, <laughs> everything's heightened. Everything's totally heightened and I was just like bewitched by whatever, you know, the sounds I was hearing and the songs and the words and the hooks and the melodies. And I was like, dang, that's like all I want to do. And so I started learning stuff like that. And I got a new teacher and he was he was a jazz teacher. <laughs> Not that I learned anything. I was <laughs> I am a terrible <laughs> student in general. But he was able to kind of guide me at least a little bit better than the whole like read read the music off of the sheet and here comes the next book and blah blah blah. And and eventually I, I joined or I started some bands with my friends and I played bass. And I sang and it was just punk rock trash and the, you know, in our mom's garages and the cops were getting called because of noise complaints <laughs> and stuff. But it was a great existence, you know, and, and, and that was the most fun that I've ever had. You know, I'm sorry. The most fun that I ever had playing music is in bands and with other people. And so that kind of launched me just wanting to play music more and more. I, there was the social element combined with this creative outlet, like, wow, I can write a song and people will listen to it or, or dance to it or move, you know, I don't know if people are dancing to punk rock very often, but they're really moving their bodies in some sort of way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It took me a while. It took me a little while to uh, to really come around to music being this like insanely influential part of my life. And now it's one of the things that I it's it's, you know, a navigating compass for me. I, I know that that's how I, I want to form my life around a few things. And music is definitely one of the biggest ones. Are you um, do you consider yourself primarily singer songwriter? Not really, actually. No? I mean, I, I would I would consider myself a songwriter i struggle with my voice sometimes and i i just want to say like thank you to everyone who has said that i have a great voice and complimented me or like the the collaboration requests and stuff like that that really blows my mind and i'm so appreciative but i was always an instrumentalist i was always a piano player or a, more recently a guitarist and I feel so much more confident on those instruments. But I will say in the last couple of years, it's interesting you ask that question. I, I'd say in the last couple of years, like I have felt a sort of like connection with my voice that I hadn't felt before. Like I was forcing it a lot and I still feel like I haven't really like found that true kind of connection um, where I can just be more myself, where, where I can get in line with the sway, that authenticity. <laughs> um, 
but this is, you know, everything's a journey. And, uh, I, you know, a lot of, a lot of synth wave, and I don't even know if I'm a synth wave artist. I don't know what to say. Um, but a lot of synth wave is instrumental and doesn't have vocals. And that just doesn't cross my mind unless, you know, I'm setting out to write an instrumental song or, or that's where the song leads. I just feel a need to put vocals and lyrics to my music. And so I don't know, I guess maybe I am kind of getting more integrated with, with my, my singing voice. And I, I do really enjoy it. I love it. But I've, I guess I've always identified more as an instrumentalist. So that, that is an interesting question. Yeah, so when did the singing start for you? Well, it definitely started in those bands. And, and that's the thing. Like in high school, when I and my band in high school is called the Zombie Killers. You can't think of like a, a more Midwestern <laughs> teenage punk band name. Boy, we were hopeless. I, the only reason I started singing is because nobody else wanted to sing. Nobody else wanted to sing in the band. And I didn't know how to play bass, but I had already determined that that's what I was going to play. Because first of all, there's never a bass player. So all the bass players out there know that you are loved and needed and appreciated. And bass is awesome. But then nobody else wanted to sing. So I I was like, all right, well, we got to have a singer. So that's when I started singing. And I probably was doing it so poorly, like just like blowing out my voice and all of that. But that's when it started. And then I, you know obviously wanted to expand from just growling into the mic and (laughs) singing punk rock songs. Have you had any musical training other than the piano lessons when you were five? Yeah, I, um, I actually went to school for music. I went to school for music therapy. I have a degree in music therapy and it's, it's less of a, it, it is a music degree, but it's not a music performance degree. And I didn't go to like a conservatory and don't have like insane musical prowess and stuff like that um it's what's it more about the psychology yeah yeah it's it's a combination of a uh a music degree and like a health uh sciences degree sort of thing so that was you know that was really beneficial i learned a lot i think more from the social aspect in college you know playing in groups and like not the official like school sanctioned stuff and you know the theory classes which i you know very rarely actually use because it's all based on western classical music theory and that's not i love classical music and i love you know different periods romantic music and um impressionistic music and stuff like that but i what what i learned there in college was like how can I take a song that I really like and fig- like Stevie Wonder? He's a songwriter that I absolutely adore. And I think he might be the greatest pop musician of all time. You can fight me on that if you wish. At no. Swayze Funk <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> no. um, but uh, that's where I learned how to take a, a, uh, a Stevie Wonder song and kind of analyze it, figure out why does this work so well? And there's no real answer. It's not like, that's why I call it theory. But at least I learned how to break things down a little bit and look at the big picture as opposed to just being like, wow, I'm having a real emotional gut reaction to that. Now, what I'm trying to do, and it is a lifelong process, uh, and I'm, I feel like I'm barely grasping at it, I'm, I'm trying to say, like, how can I cause that emotional reaction in someone else when they listen to something that I make? That's a great approach. Because that's what gets me is that that visceral reaction that mm-hmm. some other human being made, you know. Mm-hmm. 
It's and, because it's it's like a it's like an empathy sort of thing. I don't know how you feel about it, but that's how I feel about it. Is like I've never met John Lennon, but when I hear Imagine, I'm like right there with him, and I'm feeling those things. And even if I disagree with someone on a song lyric or blah blah blah, I, I entertain it, and that's so different than a lot of discussions, especially in 2020, that we have where we can't have discussions and we can't. And people don't know how to debate with one another. But music has always transcended that, at least in my opinion. And you don't have to agree with the person. You don't even have to understand what's going on. But you have this empathetic, emotional connection with an artist that you've never even met before. And to me, that's like the beauty of good songwriting. And I'm very much a student of it. I, 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 I hope that I'm at least grasping at it or touching the surface of the water but that's what i want to do that's that's what i that's where i'd like to go i will say that uh every one of your songs that you have released um you release them one at a time which is a very digestible way to to take them as a you know a curator or a dj somebody's trying to make shows and yeah i've played everything and your songs every single one of them they've got that sticking power this is just my personal preference i mm -hmm. like I like what's poppy. I like what has a good hook, a good melody, mm -hmm. especially a good vocal line. And if if later I can't get it out of my head, then I know we got gold. <laughs> and mm. I would say that every one of your releases before your album has done that. So, oh, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, how many times I'm standing there singing a little story to myself and like, yes, like this. And in my head, I'm like, this is a song that's been around for like 30, 40 years. No, it hasn't. It just sounds like it, you know? Oh, you are so kind. That seriously just put the biggest smile on my face. Thank you. And it's been driving me nuts. I'm like, that song reminds me of a song I know, but I don't, like I, like I knew before in my childhood, you know? And I cannot <laughs> place it. You know, that's the other, that's the other key to my music is I just steal it from everywhere. <laughs> But it's untraceable. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, like, it's a fact. Like, as artists, we we do, you know, not necessarily steal, but are inspired by things. And we're going to sound mm -hmm. like something, you know, that you've heard. Especially when we are, you know, in a genre that is based on, you know, previous yeah. things that have happened. And that's exactly. why we like it, that nostalgic factor. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't want to be purely a synthwave artist and i don't know if i really am you know i i describe my music more as like synth funk and genres yeah. are whatever you know they're whatever but i i'm inspired by 80s synth based funk music as opposed to i would i would argue that most synthwave artists are probably more inspired by you know john carpenter and cinematic music and and new age and you know mm -hmm. i don't want to i don't want to like boil it down into its bare bones because that's doing a disservice to every artist out there. But I personally am inspired by Prince and Zapp and Roger, Rick James, and all of the, the 80s funk and boogie that also incorporated synthesizers. And so maybe there is a song out there that is from them that uh, I absolutely ripped off. <laughs> I mean, I can't place it. It just sounds like something mm -hmm. that was released around the turn of the 80s to the 90s or something like that. Yeah. Like, you ever listened to Bobby Brown? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel a little bit of that, and you didn't say his name, so I wasn't sure, but I, I, I felt like you would you like know him. What? That is, oh, wow. Maybe I but, just subconsciously picked up all of that. I, you know, I, I, uh, 
yeah, I, I don't ever mention Bobby Brown as an influence, but yeah, so maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do you Sorry. remember that movie? Uh, do you remember a Goofy movie? Oh my God, a Goofy movie. What a blast <laughs> from the past with the cheese whiz, right? <laughs> <laughs> the Leaning Tower of Cheese. Yes. <laughs> Polly Shore. Was that well, Polly Shore? Think, yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, boy. that was Polly Shore. That's when he peaked right there. <laughs> as Robert Zimmerowski, yeah. Mm. And Wallace Shawn as the principal that expelled them all. <laughs> or, <laughs> or was trying to or something but the, the power line the rock star the pop star from that movie i believe he was inspired by bobby brown among others oh really okay i'm gonna have to go back after we're done talking and i'm gonna have to check it all out because i don't remember it very well um it came out when i was three i'm, I'm sorry i have to be <laughs> <laughs> but i definitely remember watching it and uh, yeah, I'm gonna check that out. I'm so excited. Yes, you thank you. Thank you, Carl. There's, <laughs> there's a song in there called Stand Out. I think you would do an amazing cover of that song. Ooh, the gauntlet <laughs> has been thrown. All right, I'm typing it in. I've got it saved for later. <laughs> this is when like Disney movies were starting to use serious music in their movies. Okay, got I was it. Like, this is good. I had those tunes on my iPod. Yeah. I mean, not in 95, but eventually. All right. I can't wait. I'm going to check this out. Standout by Powerline from a Goofy movie. Yeah. You want to do a cover with me? What do you want me to do? Well, just as long as I can hear your voice, it's going to be a hit. I tell you right now, you have the best voice on radio. I'm sorry, Jules and Dennis and everyone else, but your voice is so sweet to listen to i really yeah it's been like Aww. such a great talk just listening <laughs> to you of course i've been just non-stop talking so that's <laughs> <up> fine <laughs> oh so i want to play a couple more of your songs you know before we sign off or anything yeah um one of the ones that hadn't been released that we heard for the first time on the new album was nothing on me that is an interesting track <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is this song about I can't pull up the lyrics, so I can't cheat. I'm sorry. <laughs> and this is the one everyone doesn't on I, 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 To be honest, you know, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I packed way too many words into this song. And uh, yeah, life, you know, music is a journey. It's a learning experience. Um, but it was really fun to write. It was, um, this is my like, my chance to just be flat out arrogant. And I think everybody needs an outlet for that sometimes. Um, but it's kind of like a prideful song, but it, it kind of in the way of if I if I can delve into my personal philosophy just a little bit. By all it, means, that I, is why we are here. Yes, uh, no one has ever listened to me this long, so I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think in life, and I'm speaking as a white middle class male in America. I have a different upbringing than a lot of people in the world, but. I can speak about my experience and I think from the people that I've talked to in their life, whether they're friends, acquaintances, family, blah, 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 there are similarities. And I think we all suffer from this idea of the fake, living our lives according to what someone else thinks we should do. You know, there's always somebody out there that thinks they can live their life better than you can. And it's not necessarily an evil thing. You know, it could be your parents. We've all probably struggled with that at some point in our life. 
you know, it could be a good natured, goodwill thing. I think at some point you have to have pride in yourself and you have to say, I know it's best for me. I am proud of what I am doing, even if it's risky or sketchy or it's not, there's not a clear path laid out for me. And, and especially if people don't understand it. I don't think that we should shy away from things just because other people don't understand our motives. If it's true to who you are, then I think you're on the right path. You know, I'm just ranting and rambling here, but this is, uh, you know, this has been a struggle in my own life and I've had a good life. You know, I really have, but it doesn't mean that we don't deal with things. And so nothing on me is, is the idea that you, you got nothing on me when it comes to living my life. I know who I am. I know what I need to be doing and I'm proud of it. And uh, so it is a little bit inflammatory. It's a little bit like trying to provoke the listener a little bit and be a little bit rude in what I'm saying. Because I think that by provoking people, you know, not blatantly offending or fighting with them and stuff like that, but I think a gentle prod, a little bit of a provocation is actually a really good thing. And it gets people to think a little bit like there's there's some there's a line in there that says, like, you might think I'm full of shit, but I think you're the real counterfeit looking like you figured it out. But inside, what are you really about? I think that there's like a quintessential sort of idea in popular American culture where we value outward success and we value materialism and consumerism and having more and having that good job and all of the things. And that's fine. Truthfully, that's fine. I'm just as guilty of those things. And it doesn't mean that they're bad, but once they start to consume our way of thought or our way of thinking and we neglect the inside, we neglect who we are, we, we find ourselves at a job for 30 years or so. And we never questioned, is this what I truly want? Am I good with myself? Am I on the path that I want to be on. That's what Nothing On Me is about, is questioning that and talking to a person who is kind of coming at you thinking they know what's best for you and saying, you're not as, as successful as me and blah, blah, blah. But I'm coming back at it with <laughs> just this provocation of, are you sure? Uh, I feel really good about myself. You've got nothing on me. Do you want to hear that? I would, I would love to listen to my own music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so would I. That's why we're here. Woo. All right. This is Swayze with Nothing On Me.
was nothing on me with Swayze, who is still with us on the show. Hello. Hello. That was... Still doing okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh. now about the other songs, uh, I've noticed that there's um, a repeated theme oh, no. of um, oh, heartbreak. No. Mm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, I have had to make the joke that, yes, every Swayze song is somewhat about a girl <laughs> um, yeah but it always seems to be something that's ended poorly oh you know what that i i'm gonna need to talk to my therapist about that i think <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i you know it's it's uh you're very perceptive you definitely are and you're not the only one a lot of people have commented on that you know i have a really good friend who who talks to me all the time and he says like i think you write about love really well which is an insane compliment to me and i really appreciate that and uh, i think it goes back to what we were talking about when it comes to music and trying to like give up reach across the threshold of artist to listener and 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 feel those emotions or at least like provoke those emotions a little bit as i'm sure you have i've experienced heartache in my life and it doesn't of feel course. it doesn't feel great you know, it does not feel great, but it also, there's a certain beauty, I think, attached to it. And I like looking back on my relationships. And even though maybe in the songs and maybe you get this, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to get better at songwriting, <laughs> but it's not, I don't have animosity or negative emotions necessary. Of course it was painful and stuff like that. And sometimes I still feel those things, but I don't, I don't look back at previous relationships that either ended amicably or poorly or in heartbreak with ill will but i do write about them and i like looking back on them and and that's where a little story came from was it's a little story about a girl i knew not a good ending at all and i think i learned a lot about the world like in that situation and so i'm thankful for that and i liked writing this song because now i look at it more like whimsically and i'm on good terms with the person i was in a relationship now don't break my heart okay people <laughs> do it he's gonna write better songs. <laughs> i'm becoming the taylor swift of the synth scene no <laughs> that's fine we need one <laughs> but i like writing about it i i enjoy being i enjoy all the feelings that come with being in a relationship or being in love or in lust or in uh, a flirtatious just conversation, you know? And those things really turn me on. Not sexually. Well, of course they do. But I'm <laughs> just talking, they turn sure. me on, you know, emotionally. They turn me on as a human being. And I love songs about those things. And th that's, why they're, that's why it's the most popular thing to write about. And, you know, whatever cliche crap you know you could say you know there's too many silly little love songs like paul mccartney would say or whatever and then write one about it of course um <laughs> you know it's there's a reason why why they're so popular because we all go through it we all experience it yeah i like it i don't know there's a magical quality in that sort of ether region oh god i'm gonna shut up <laughs> No, I love it. It's just you got all these songs seemingly about uh, women that have hurt you or whatever. And then you got one song about falling in love, and that's Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. <laughs> <laughs> that's my observation. 
Because I think falling in love is way better than heartbreak. <laughs> they got one song about falling in love and then like six about heartbreak. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> which, which can be... <laughs> sometimes that is the more overwhelming emotion. Yeah. Heartbreak. You know, and if I can say this, though, like, I would say Your Love is Like a Lone Wolf is definitely kind of a dark song, but the rest are a little bit whimsical. They're not, like, wallowing in, you know, sadness or blah, blah, blah. Like, Sidewalk is is kind of a fun thing, you know? It's, like, (laughs) mentioning, it's, like, mentioning, like, I enjoy, like, this uncertain ground. Like, give me a sign, you know? Yeah, but... If you want to carpool, that's cool. But if you act like a child, I'm going to drop you off. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got to set boundaries, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm, but I'm sure she wasn't sitting there just going, okay, I won't act like a child. What did I do? Yeah, oh, she just happened to piss you off. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I also have to say that these songs, I was talking about a little story. That is a specific whatever. But um, most of these are just like archetypal things. They, it, like I said, the song leads where it goes. I'm not just reflecting on a previous relationship or something like that. It's more like I enjoy embodying the character of the song. And, you know, that, of course, that's a reflection of whatever psychological things are going on inside of me mm-hmm. for better or for worse. But I'm embodying, I'm trying to embody some character that is singing the song. That's how I view it a little bit more, if that clues you in. Like, it's yeah. not just me recounting something that happened to me. It's more like me being curious about what the narrator or the singer of the song is, is where they're going with it. And I don't know, it's fun. I just got to follow it. <laughs> I would like to say thank you for having me on your show. Oh, oh absolutely. Look. You have been delightful. Thank you, you so much for being here. Oh, thank you. You have been delightful. Uh, any chance I can get to just listen to you with <laughs> I love it. Um, I, I do want to say like, thank you to everyone who bought the beginning or a t-shirt from me. Uh, like I'm super blown away by it. And honestly, like I know I've said it before, but I did not expect this great of a reaction. Thank you so much for taking a chance on me. There's so much more to come. Um, I know I have a long way to go and things are only going to get better. And thanks for believing in me and, and putting money down. That's just, that's, that's really just insane to me um so thank you for that and i did want to say that i would like for people to keep their eyes peeled for a little bit of an a halloween themed ep that eliana d'angelo and i are putting together i can't really talk about it too much because it might fall through knowing how slow i am but (laughs) you told us you were going on a break or something yeah i you know i haven't been I've been retweeting some things uh, because I can't stay away completely, which is really <laughs> terrible. But I, 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 I haven't been looking at social media and I haven't been posting and stuff like that. I just need You know, I need a break. And talking to you is not a part of that. I, I love having that conversation with people. But there was just so much going on. Um, and I had been working on this damn album and staring at a screen for too many hours a day for weeks. And so I just I just needed to take a little bit of break. But I'll be back soon. And, uh, yeah, please keep your eyes peeled for some new music, Halloween-themed synth funk, maybe a little bit of, uh, like, rock funky stuff in there, too. So. Oh, I would love that. Yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm, I'm definitely going to do a Halloween-themed show, yes. so I'm going to oh. need some fresh tracks for that. Ooh. I would love you Don't want to do the same show as last year. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled. She's an amazing musician um, and producer, um, and she's super fun to work with. Um, so I think everybody will love it. But yeah, thank you for having me on the show. That's all I wanted to say, and way more than you probably wanted to hear. <laughs> no, it's perfect. <laughs> thank you for being here. Yeah, my pleasure. It's been amazing. And uh, I want to thank everybody in the chat rooms because I know Woo-hoo! you're there. Yeah. <laughs> Get them Easter eggs. <laughs> If you don't have it yet, check out Swayze's debut album, The Beginning. It's going to yes. be linked in the chat room to Bandcamp. It's, it's an amazing album. I love it. Oh, hey, what about music videos? Okay, I'm going to officially put out a call to action right now. I wasn't planning on playing my hand here, but uh-uh. I would like <laughs> to put together a music video for Sidewalk. And anyone who wants to be a part of it, can be a part of it so all you got to do is film yourself dancing to sidewalk and just be as ridiculous as you want to be it doesn't have to be long it could be like 10 seconds it could be two minutes i'm going to split cut it all together if you want to dance in front of a green screen or a monocolored wall i will put some crazy shit behind you and we will have a good old time if you want to dance down the sidewalk of your home street that's cool too just try to get some good lighting but i'll work with it it'll be fine but yeah that's uh that's that's what i got coming up uh for right now so some other ideas too but i wanted to put that out there so thanks for asking yeah hell yeah i'll do that Woo! it's gonna be a hit to do that (laughs) we're gonna do some rad pack videos julian and joe and ashley we'll we'll get that yes (laughs) awesome i know they love doing those things yes you guys are the best seriously love everything you guys all right so before i sign us off i have one final question for you swayze Uh i'm ready do you believe in love i don't believe in love (laughs) (laughs) no i do believe in love but that's the name of the song Ah! (laughs) well the song says otherwise (laughs) i know (laughs) how can i not believe in love i love you so much thank you for having me i appreciate you so much And as we stated, this is Swayze with I Don't Believe in Love. Have a good night, folks. Stay funky, you freaks.
Change me. 